Welcome everyone to another episode of the Hall of Fame show. I'm Kirk Buckner along with Evan Nolan. We run NotInHallOfFame.com, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. If you haven't checked that out, check check out what we did, what's what we've done when we announced the first ever class. Uh, we are currently soliciting new people to be part of our committee. If that's if you think that could be yourself, uh, hit us up and tell us why you think that might be. Uh, yeah, been a while since uh, Evan and I have talked. We forgot what each other looked like. I think. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe it. You you look so much more handsome than the last time I saw you. I shaved. So I'm oh, sorry, I just took my glasses off. You just look murder. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably more accurate. Uh, so yeah, see, things... I can put them back on, but then I get then I get the uh, the <laughs> circle light in my eyes. So. Yeah, that's all right. It's a, it's a, it's a decent look. Uh, so we, we yeah. got a bit, we got a bit of news. Uh, most of it all baseball related. Uh, since uh, over the past week, uh, the biggest news is, and I think we both predicted this, or we both hoped it was going to be this man. If it was only going to be one, uh, Jim Leland was inducted by one of the, by one of the veterans committees to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, and he got uh, fifteen out of sixteen votes, um, which is good. I mean, it, that that committee was tough. Uh, to get on, there are a lot of people people were thinking of. I'm not surprised if only one got in. It was Leland. Mm -hmm. uh, but in order to get through, they have 16 votes. Uh, only 15 get in. Uh, only you need at least 12 to be elected. Uh, Lou Pinella ended up one short. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's get it. It seems like it might be some somewhat simple, but you can only vote for three. Correct. So you've got a lot of people who were on that ballot who probably didn't get any votes. Uh, I know that you're probably very happy that Joe West did not get in. Yeah, well, Joe West, so they anyone who gets fewer than five votes, they don't tell you how many they got. I don't know why they do um, that. Not to embarrass anybody, I sense. Well, yeah, right. but they do, they do the rest, like in the regular yeah. ballot. I guess. Um, yeah, but Leland, by the way, it's amazing to me that Jim Leland is only 78. Like, the odds of that he's been 78 since i first saw him with the pirates in 1992 um so um yeah because there's uh not a, not a viral clip but if you youtube basically there's something where jim leland's cussing out barry bonds mm -hmm. and she probably looked essentially 78 at that point in time too and that yeah, would have been like, well, over 30 years ago yeah, 100%. So we know Leland got 15 votes. Lou Pinella got 11. Bill White got 10. Bill White was someone else people thought might get in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Cito Gaston, Davey Johnson, Ed Montague, Hank Peters, and Joe West all got fewer than five. Mm -hmm. um, I know you're a little sad probably about Cito. Um, I, I, no, because I didn't expect it. Yeah, that's true. This yeah, is a real tough ballot. Like, this is a quality group of people. It and is. Joe yeah, no, no, and Joe West. Yeah, no, so I, no, I'm not upset about Cito Gas. And I, I was more happy that he got to this level. Yeah, true. You know, because I didn't, I, th I thought he was completely forgotten. Yeah. By the baseball hall. Uh, that's nice that they're not. Uh, would be certainly interested to see how, how they sort of like conduct that. I got to actually talk to one of the people who did vote. Okay. Yeah, uh, so I hadn't I didn't talk to him about this because I didn't know that he was going to be on uh, like on that. Uh, Sean Foreman has sports reference. Shout out to Vinny Laspinusa who set up that interview. So okay, yeah, yeah. So he was one of the people who who was on that. 
I would assume voted for Leland. I don't know. One, there's a one out of 16 chance he did not. Yeah, it's pretty good. So the people who vote just by the way on this committee mm -hmm. uh, are Jeff Bagwell, Tom Glavin, Chipper Jones, Bud Selig, Ted Simmons, Jim Tomey, Joe Torrey, Sandy Alderson, Bill DeWitt, Michael Hill, Ken Kendrick, Andy McPhail, and Phyllis Merhage, and then Sean Foreman, Jack O'Connell, and Jesus Ortiz. Mm -hmm. um, so the last three are media members and historians. The first ones are uh, Hall of Fame members up through Tory, and then executives for Alderson, DeWitt, Hill, Kendrick, McPhail, and Merhage. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a pretty good group. It's tough to get through. I'm glad to see Leland. I'm, I'm sad Pinella's there because the next time these guys are going to come up is 2026 for the 2027 class. Right. Like we said, out of out of those managers, somehow Leland was the youngest. Which of, is crazy. Of Leland, Pinella, Gaston, David, and David Johnson. Um, and, I mean, three years from now, all those guys can be well over 80. Uh how many of them are how many of them are going to be gone by the next time they get considered, which is one of the things that sucks, which is why I wish Penella got in. If no other reason than the clear, like get the one extra vote, clear the clear the decks a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, just to give other people a shot. Because I figure Pinella's gonna get in next time, but with how that man would explode on a baseball field uh, at an umpire, who knows uh, what his heart condition is. Um, so, but no, absolutely congratulations, Leland. I don't think any of us are surprised if only one person got in, Leland was the guy. Yeah, um, no, I wonder how much uh, that I would have been, 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 been that surprised for Pinella either. Um, those two just seem kind of like the, the most likely folks out of this whole group. So, yeah, so uh, the, I'll, I'm gonna leave this one to you because uh, you are far more familiar with them than I. Uh, there was a second, the Ford C. Frick inductee was announced, yeah, so uh. One of the voices of my youth in many ways, uh, Joe Castiglione, who is the um, Ford Frick Award winner for 2024, uh, has been the announcer for the Red Sox since 1983. So, I mean, we're talking, we're 40 years in as the Red Sox radio announcer. Uh, he used to be with Bob Truppiano when I was a kid. Um Troop is now, uh, now no longer there. Cook Stiglion's still going. Uh, he's got kind of a high nasally voice, uh, but just kind of the, the sound of summer to me, right? Uh, he actually originally teamed with Ken Coleman, um, who I think uh, Coleman was, uh, is also a Ford Frick Award winner, if I remember correctly. Um, passed away back in 2003. I'm pretty sure that is the case. Uh, but honestly, just, I mean, Joe Castiglione and, um, and uh, oh my gosh, our, the guy for the Patriots has jumped out of my head. Uh, Joe Castiglione, Johnny Most, uh, like the, the, we've been very, very blessed with announcers in Boston. I mean, we had Don, Don Arcillo for a while and, and uh, Sean McAdam, not Sean McAdam, uh, Sean McDonough. Uh, and who have moved on to other places because the Red Sox are cheap. Uh, but like there's, he's he's one of the most important voices in my childhood for a lot of stuff. Although he did admit that he was not in the booth when the ball rolled through Buckner's legs. Uh, that he was in the clubhouse because he's trying to cover the Red Sox victory celebration. I, I just um, read that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, um, 
what was what do you, what do you say you just admitted it with like or did people think he was there or did he pretend that he was uh i don't think so no he, i don't actually know the answer to that so okay. Um, but yeah, his he's the one with the can you believe it after the Red Sox won their 2004 World Series. That was him for anyone who doesn't know who he is. But um, yeah, he's a he's a he's a legend in Boston. And um, there are some very good people on that ballot, uh, 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 including uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, my God. I have I have the whole list in my head and I just I, I accidentally closed the, the thing. But I'm, oh, I'm oh, very okay. we should be focusing on the. I'm sorry. We should be focusing on uh on Mr. Casilione. I'm saying that wrong. Uh, it's this guy Casilione. Uh, he, he's he's not Italian. He's Boston. Um, but yeah, no, he he was uh, it was very good. It was very very good to see him. And like I said, the other people on this ballot were Dave Campbell, Gary Cohen, Jack Doucette. Oh no, this was that was right. Tom Hamilton, Jerry Harworth, Pat Hughes, Ernie Johnson, Senior Dwayne Kuyper, and Steve Stone. Oh, that was last year's. Uh, so I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. But he was a finalist last year. Steve Stone, of course, from the White Sox was elected, got it last year. I'm, um, I'm sorry, Pat Hughes got it last year from the Cubs. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just very, very happy uh for Castiglione. Or yeah. Castiglione, excuse me. Now you have me saying Castiglione, geez. Well, I, I said you were earlier, but I, I guess you missed it. Like he's not Italian, he's from he's boss, he's from Boston. You can't be both. Oh, you can be you could definitely be Italian from Boston, but you don't speak with an Italian accent in Boston. What if so? Our 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 mafia is more Irish than than Italian in Boston. There is some Italian, but it's more Irish. So all right. Uh, we'll see. see more, if you're in the Italian, if you're in the mob in Boston, you'd probably be Joey Katz. So <laughs> that's probably what they call him. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, sticking with baseball, uh, you sent this to me. I because I missed this when this happened. Uh, so the College Baseball Hall of Fame had their announcement. Uh, I'm not a big college baseball guy. I don't know if you are. I'm guessing not, because I don't think you watch a lot of college. Not, not hugely, although I'll be fair. I've always wanted to go to um, – I've always wanted to go to Omaha and see the College Baseball Series. I've always wanted to go to Omaha, and I've always wanted to go to Williamsport and see the Little League World Series and the College Baseball World Series. I think those would both be cool. Okay. Well, uh, inducted uh, – I know them. Well, I don't know all all the names, but I know all the ones who made it to the pros. I certainly do. Uh, Chris Bando for his work at Arizona State University, uh, catcher. Pat Casey, George Fox College and Oregon State uh, as a coach. I'm not familiar with George Fox College. Are you? I am not either. Okay. Uh, Jack Coffey. This is uh, going way back. So he played yes. at Fordham, 1906 to 1909 as a shortstop, uh, but I guess he's in it for his work as a coach. Uh, same, I'm assuming the same university. Yeah, it was Fordham again, yeah. Yeah. I um, love the fact he was in 1906 to 1909, but and the thing they put deceased, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so. Modern medicine, it's possible. No, it isn't possible, was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ron Darling, we were talking about him before we, we went on. Uh, Played, I believe, uh, good-looking uh, Lebo was in that in that movie, uh, Shallow Hal, uh, from Yale. Uh, didn't know he went to Yale, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Pitcher and outfielder at mm -hmm. Yale. So. Yeah. Mike Fuentes, Florida State, seventy-eight to eighty-one. I don't know. If, I don't know what your good, bad, and ugly is. I don't know if that Florida State might have anything to do with it. 
Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Alex Gordon. I remember a lot of his work uh, with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, University of Nebraska, 2004 to 2006, a third. Uh, Steve Kemp from USC, 73 to 75 outfield. Uh, former Blue Jay, uh, Russell Martin. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's not him. Uh, I'm thinking of somebody else. That can't be. Okay. Well, no, no, this is a pitcher. It's, it's not yeah. that. It's not. Yeah, not saying it's not that one. Southwestern University, 82 to 85 pitcher. Well, he's deceased. Uh, Mike Matheny, Southeastern Oklahoma State University, 81 to 2017 as a coach. Marty Miller, Norfolk, Norfolk State University, another coach, 73 to 2005. Uh, CJ Mitchell, another one who's uh, inducted posthumously, college umpire and pioneer. And another umpire, Tony Thompson, worked from 78 to 2018. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, the names that most people who are listening to our show are going to know are Ron Darling and Alex Gordon. Mm -hmm. um, but congratulations to everyone. Hey, getting into a Hall of Fame from a sport that has that many people who participated is very, very impressive. So It's no easy task. No easy task. It is not. All right. Uh, do we... You know, we, we have the one more. We have the, 20, the 2024 International Boxing Hall of Fame yep. class. Whenever you're ready. Um, so the biggest, so the big names here, I actually, um, I actually found this out from, uh, excuse me, I actually found this out from a message from uh, uh, Ricky Hatton, uh, posted that how excited he was for it. Um, so uh, Ricky Hatton, headlining the class of Ricky Hatton, Michael Moore. Yvonne Calderon and Diego Corrales uh, with Jane Couch and Anna Maria Torres on the women's side. Um, but there were a whole bunch of people who got in. So Ricky Hatton, of course, um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, 140-pound division. Um, Big name. He was 43-0 at one point. Um, so uh, at, he was 43-0 at the 140-pound division. Um, so before he lost uh, Floyd Mayweather back in 2007. Uh, to, to, he, he moved up in weight to fight, for, fight Floyd Mayweather. That itself should get him into a Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> uh, Diego Corrales, of course, uh, in lower weight classes again. Um, unfortunately, died in a motorcycle crash back in 2007. Uh, Michael Moore, uh, won the WBO lightweight crown back in the 80s and 90s. Um, beaten, of course, most famously by Holyfield. Um, uh, and actually, he lost to George Foreman as well. So he uh, had the heavyweight crown for a very short period of time after beating Holyfield back in 94. He lost to, he lost to both uh, Foreman and Holyfield again. Um and uh, who else do I have here? I'm sorry, my list just froze up. I apologize. Um, sorry, we also, as I said, uh, Anna Maria Torres, Jane Couch, and other folks I had, Wallace Matthews, Fred Sternberg, Kenny Adams, the late great Nick Charles of the Sports Machine, and Jackie Callan are the uh, class. I'm sorry, plus two others, old-timer Luis Angel Firpo and trailblazer Teresa Kibbe. Um, so they will be inducted in June 6th to 9th, 2024. You know, they're, they're doing so. a pretty good job uh, on the women's side. Yeah, they're doing a very good job on the women's side. 
you know, you know, especially considering uh, the roots of uh, of uh, boxing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just wanted to sort of throw that out there. You're going to be have to you're going to be carrying the load for the for the rest of this because we've got three <laughs> sections left. But my section of elevator up, elevator down is, well, the elevator. No one stepped in it today or this week. It was a busy one last week. I guess that's good. At least, at least that's good on the downside. Um, so. Um, it is because usually so, whenever I've got an elevator down, it's because somebody made the police blotter. Yeah, well, we have we have a team I want to talk about with that. Um, well, I guess I don't know if that happened last week because uh, I didn't see the episode while I, I was out last week. Uh, did you talk about what was going on with the Buffalo Bills? I did not. Well, well okay. with Von Miller, yes, I did. I say you did, yeah. Because I was say Von Miller would be the only one I could think of with who had something weird this week. Yeah. Or since we last talked. All right. So starting with um our uh the beige mistress. We lost Peter Kozma, the Hungarian alpine skier who competed in 1984 Winter Olympics, passed away at the age of 62. Um, so she may be back. You never know. Be back. Um, so outside the world of sports, we lost some pretty big names. I know you said you talked about um, Henry Kissinger, mm -hmm. uh, the man who uh, if you ever go to Cambodia, you will be furious with. And I got engaged in Cambodia, so oh, that. okay. Um, but yeah, so also I'll, I'll ask you that offline. Yeah, I'm not going to say any more about that. Uh, but one of the big financial guys, Charlie Munger, passed away at the age of 99. Uh, right hand man to um, uh, right hand man to uh, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett. Um, so he passed away at the age of 99. Probably one of the weird thing about both Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger with how rich they were. They also somehow seem relatable because they keep giving away their secrets for free. Like this is what we did. And he, Charlie Munger would taught all sorts of online classes on how to invest, how to look for things, everything like that. They just kind of like, Hey, this is what we did. There's no reason you can't do it too. Um, so even though he was a multi-billionaire, had a lot of people who were very, very sad when he passed. Cause a lot of people were like, I learned a lot from this man. Okay. Uh, he almost made it to hundred. He would have been hundred on uh, New Year's day. Okay. So very, very close. Uh, making it to 100 and passing away this week, uh, I would say one of the most influential people in the development of the American culture in the 1970s, Norman Lear. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big name. Uh, God, I mean, I'm I mean, trying to see if I could just off the top of my head. Well, we got All in the Family, Good Times, yeah. Maud, uh, yep. Jeffersons, Jeffersons, yep. Uh, I know I'm missing a bunch, but those were the big four. Sanford and Son. Okay. I think, um, yeah. Uh, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. <laughs> I saw that. I never did either. Um, but yeah, I mean, just one of the uh, big, most important people in sitcoms, in the history of... Period. Maybe the most important person in sitcoms in the history of the genre. Um, yeah. He was... Honored the 2017 Kennedy Awards, um, but just a uh, oh here's here's his old production. You ready? Going in order, 
Sure. All the family, Sanford, the son, Maude, good times at Jefferson's. Um, Hot L. Baltimore, I'm not sure what that is. One Day at a Time, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, The Dumplings, All is Fair, Nancy Walker's Show, All That Glitters. Fernwood Tonight, A Year at the Top, America Tonight, Different Strokes, Hanging in, The Baxters, Palmerstown, USA, and it goes on from there. So, uh, but yeah, just uh, one of the most important people, certainly in the uh, in the history of the United States, uh, uh, I mean, culture. Back he was he was making the shows everybody's watching as a family back in the seventies. Uh, sometimes I'm still watching that shit today. Uh, some if I just need different kind of background and there's no sports on and I just want something mindless while I'm working away uh, on Pluto TV, which is just mm. the best thing right now going on for me. I'm coming, Elizabeth. I'm coming. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, because they'll show they'll show a bunch of that, and then later on, then. Get the Jeffersons channel. Uh, one of them is doing uh, just the whole thing on families, and then Ma they, they're doing reruns of Mod. I never watched that before, so like mm. I, this is for the first time. I've really like, well, Mod's important. Mod's important historically because that's the first ever television character to get an abortion. I read that. I haven't seen that episode yet, but I've seen the clips. I never saw the full episode. But I saw the clips, so. Um... Remember my yeah. uh, my, my late cousin and, and his big crush on Adrian Barbeau. Okay. Which I think there was a lot of people who had that crush. Uh, not surprising. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, other people uh, just go through quickly. Um, this is one out of left field for you, but uh, Marissa Pavan, who is a actor from Italy or actress from Italy. I know her best from a movie I watched with my wife called The Rose Tattoo, for which she won a... Uh, an Oscar back in 1950, what year was that? Uh, what year was the Rose Tattoo? 55. I'm sorry, she won Academy Award and a Golden Globe in 55. Um, I didn't really like that movie, but she was fantastic in it. Uh, but she passed away at the age of 91. Is that um, like a part of your Oscar project that you're telling me about when you were watching yeah. like every, okay, yeah. Yeah, that, which is on hold until the kids graduate, I think. Um, okay. Also passing away, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, mm -hmm. um, the Supreme Court Justice, first woman on the Supreme Court, the deciding vote in Bush v. Gore uh, that she voted for on the Bush side of things because she didn't want to, she wanted to retire and didn't want a Democrat replacing her on the thing, and the rest is history. Um, mm. But a trailblazer, um, and uh, one of the most, again, incredibly important person in the history of the United States. Mm -hmm. So other than Bush v. Gore, someone who gave her conscience on everything without any real sense of, she was she was a conservative, but like that wasn't the be-all, end-all of her stuff, if that makes sense. It does. Um, also, Pastor Ray, this may not mean much to you, but British comedian Tony Allen, um, the, godfather, the godfather of alternative comedy. Okay. Um, He's, well, sounds like somebody I'd like. Yeah, you would like him. Um, he was real somewhere like 79 through like the early 80s. Mm -hmm. If you ever watch, you'll see his stuff sometimes on uh, BBC America. Okay. Uh, but he also was uh, one of the big people who supported um, other uh, like rock bands as they're starting out. He'd open for bands he liked in order oh. to get people to come so they'd then see the band. Uh, one of those bands was Killing Joke, 
which unfortunately I'm going to mention now. Uh, so Tony Allen was 78. Uh, Jordy Walker of Killing Joke passed away at the age of 64. Uh, their guitarist for years and years and years. Um, he died in Prague. I don't know what he died of. Mm. Uh, he had suffered a stroke. Mm. But yeah, Killing Joke is another one of those... Uh, Very important 80s bands. Yeah, post-punk. They say post-punk, new wave. I still kind of think of it as pretty punk uh, bands yeah. of the the early eight, early and mid-80s. Uh, he was active with them from 79 to 2023, so right up until his death. Uh, but yeah, so Jordy Walker passed away as well. Uh, I'll come back to the rest of music. I just think it made sense to tie together. Mm -hmm. um, James L. Easton, uh, president of the World Archery Federation, a member of the International Olympic Committee, uh, and the member of the Archery Hall of Fame, uh, passed away at the age of 88. So to remember the International Olympic Committee until his death. So from 1994 on until just now. Uh, for baseball, we lost a bunch of uh, uh, folks along the way. So Daryl Johnson, I'm sorry, wrong one. Um, Dave Wehr Wehrmeister, uh, the played for the Padres, White Sox, uh, Yankees and Phillies. And from the 76 through 85, he passed away at the age of 71. Um, uh, Vic Davalillo, uh, Davalillo, uh, excuse me, uh, who's a member of the Venezuelan Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, played for the Cleveland Indians, Angels, Cardinals, Pirates, Athletics, and Dodgers from 63 through 80, was an all-star in 65, won World Series on those Pirates teams in 71 and 73, as well as getting a gold glove back in 64. Uh, he passed away at the age of 84. Uh, from also from baseball, Major League Executive uh, Paul Snyder, very, very important for those mid-90s Braves teams. Uh, baseball America called him one of the 25 most important people in baseball back in 2006. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 88. He was active in ma the Major Leagues and is an executive from 1958 through 2007. So that is a very, very long career. Um, from the world of Football. So make sure I don't miss anybody else. Uh, nope. From the world of football, uh, Patriots 1960s all decade player Daryl Johnson, who was a cornerback, uh, passed away at the age of 77. And everyone else I have is from music. Uh, so let's start with uh, Miles Goodwin, the principal uh, vocalist, guitarist, and songwriter for April Wine, uh, Canadian band April Wine. Uh, yeah. They have. They only had sixteen solo. They only had sixteen albums as a band. Uh, he also released two solo albums, um, and won a National Achievement Award at the SoCan Awards. Do you know what that is? I do not. I don't either. Uh, but he's inducted the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame, inducted Canada's Walk of Fame, and the Canadian Music Hall of Fame as a member of April Wine. Uh, he passed away at the age of seventy-five. Um, Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, he almost died of internal bleeding in 2008. So mm. who knows? Uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of 75. Yeah, they're still touring. They are. Um, almost passed away, Scott, top 10 Kempner, uh, rhythm guitarist of the Dictators. Um, 
passed away at the age of 69. Uh, also passed away, Les McGuire, uh, English musician, principal member of Jerry and the Pacemakers um, from 61 to 66. There's still, still some of those guys around. He passed away at the age of 81. Uh, and the two big ones for me who passed this week, uh, let's start with Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Denny Lane. Uh, born Frederick, uh, Brian Frederick Arthur Hines, um, founder of the Moody Blues and Wings. Yeah, not uh, even people, know. I mean, I just assumed, obviously incorrectly, that Paul McCartney founded Wings. Yeah, well, I mean, he he was also, I mean, he, Paul McCartney and others founded Wings. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he was one of the folks there. Also played with Ginger Baker's Air Force. Uh, had his own band, the Denny Lane band, Denny Lane band, also Denny Lane and Diplomats, uh, electric string band. Uh, but it's probably best with uh, best known as his time, honestly, with the Moody Blues. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, he was inducted with them uh, when they got in a few years ago. And lastly, the one that's the saddest for me, not a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but somebody who I would very much be in favor of getting in. Shane McGowan passed away of the Pogues. Yeah, we, we touched on that one last week. I but didn't know that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I can certainly talk about that again. Uh, that was actually, it was a big one for me, which mm -hmm. I, sometimes when some, some artists pass away, I didn't realize what they meant to me until they're gone. Yeah. Uh, like, I always knew I loved Bowie, but when Bowie, Bowie died, I was crushed, which I yeah. didn't sort of expect. Uh, I, I can't say I had the same reaction with with, with Shane McGowan, but there's just I, there's I have a lot of good memories uh, listening to his music. Yeah, you know, from from university, uh, just uh, a one of those rare groups that you could say they were a class of their own. No one else. Yeah, there's nobody. There's no one who sounds like the Pogues, and, and and anyone who would try would be a fool. I absolutely. The Pogues are fantastic. Um, they're a band who I don't think ever will get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Probably not. Uh, but they were they were a major force in the development of music. I mean, they just were. Uh, even here in the US, the UK, all over the world. And uh, I mean, obviously he had some drug and alcohol issues. I know it's shocking. A member of a rock band having drug and alcohol issues. Um, and he only he was only 65 when he passed. Um, but yeah, that was just one of those ones. I know you spent, I don't want to spend much more time on it because I know you spent stuff last week. Yeah, Ill, Ill for a long time, but yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a still sucks. So it, it does. I did not know that he was really close with Johnny Depp either. That I did not know either. Yeah, I, I just learned that one, but yeah. Uh, so as I mentioned, I don't have any elevator up, elevator down, which is again, maybe not a bad thing. Uh, I'm sure that yes. will change uh, next week, but I'm not just going to crowbar something in for the sake of it. Uh, so I guess we're going to leave you to hammer, hammer it down one more time with the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, so I'm going to start with the bad. Um, I'm just going to start with the final four of the college football playoff. Um it's only bad and not ugly because Florida State voted against the expansion in 20 for this season. So they sort of did this to themselves. <laughs> um, I didn't know that, but that's that's 
Yeah, I mean, they were they were principal part of the people behind the ACC voted against expansion for the season. Next season, they'd be there. They're not. I don't hear Liberty complaining, who's also undefeated. Um, but uh, but it is weird that Georgia was number one coming into the week. Then they lost to Alabama, and they fell to number six behind Florida State, who got passed by the teams behind them. The whole thing, the whole thing is just kind of weird. It's weird. The, the team that actually. I don't think Alabama took – everyone's talking about how Alabama took the place. I don't think Alabama took their place. I think Texas took their place. I would agree. Texas is the team that I, I was most shocked were, were in the Final Four. Uh, but Texas beat Alabama. I, I so thought – People, people are like, well, Florida State had an easy schedule. It's because the ACC is down. They won at LSU. Like – Alabama was a Hail Mary away from losing to a six and six Auburn team. Like I don't follow college football no, that you, much. You set it out. You've set it out perfectly. You beat the opponents that you have, uh, and Florida State did it well. Uh, I mean, the, the thing the committee said was that their quarterback got injured, and they have been the same team since that. But the win it doesn't matter. Dominant, dominant against Louisville because I watched all of that game. They're absolutely dominant on defense. Like. As the quarterback said, he wishes he broke his leg earlier in the season so people could see how good his team is. Like, I just, it's dumb. The whole system is dumb. But this whole debate we're having wouldn't even be happening if we had the old BCS. We just have two teams and we're going from there. Um, right. So then, what was it? Washington? So it would have been Washington versus who was number one? I don't even remember now. Michigan, I think. Yeah, Washington, Michigan. So, I mean, the whole thing is whatever. But And there are people who are saying if Florida State beats Georgia, they're still going to vote for them number one, even though they're not part of the national championship. There are people who have said I that. was just going to bring that up because, like, that game now, to me, is far more interesting than anything than any of possibility of the, of the four remaining. It really is. I'm far yeah, more emotionally invested into that. I mean, it, it's all moot if Georgia beats Florida State. But if Florida State beats Georgia – like, how do you give credit to Alabama for beating Georgia, but don't give credit to Florida State for beating Georgia after? I mean, whatever. They they won they won the road twice in the SEC, scheduled two road games in the SEC, and they won them both. So it's, 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 it's bad because it's all going to be fixed next year anyway, and ACC and Florida State voted against the thing that would get them in this year. So I get it. Um, it doesn't look good for the NCAA, but – it doesn't look good for the NCAA is actually the NCAA's motto. So, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, actually, you know, something I didn't bring up last week, or I, I don't think I did. I, I kind of want your take on this. I'm pretty sure I didn't use her as an elevator down, but I wanted to. Uh, I am all for college players making money off their name because it's their name. It's their likeness. Mm -hmm. They should. But now we're seeing the first real victim of this. Maybe. Now, you've been following what's been happening at LSU bas women's basketball. Mm -hmm. So I don't uh, know what uh, happened. Very, very briefly. I know she got suspended at one point. Or something. I, and I don't quite know why she was away from the team for like four games. And it's the same thing that we've like. I'm surprised I never even thought of this as a possibility before. Like this could go to someone's head too quickly because they are so very young. But it, it, but if it happens to somebody at twenty two, why wouldn't it happen to them at twenty? I don't know how old Angel yeah, is. But I'm assuming. I'm not far. I'm not off by much. So, 
I, I don't know. I, I hope that she's not going down a wrong path. This is a woman who might be the most marketable woman in college basketball I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just, uh, I got, I got my fingers crossed for her. I, I really do. Uh, like even, even though I've had Shikari Richardson a couple times as an elevator down for just dumb things she does, I can't stop rooting for her. Mm-hmm. There's just something about her. And she's winning and she's winning again too. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to get your, t- your quick take on that one. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, she she has all the talent in the world. She should be able to make money as soon as she can. I don't know if that makes her a victim necessarily of NIL, but. But then it goes back to the whole thing of the of how it always was with the NCAA. I mean, like, you basically have people who you're making millions for. And yeah. you're not getting anything. And you're putting your, your own body on the line. Uh, if Maurice Claret could have uh, declared early, like he wanted to, what do you, what do you, mm-hmm. what path would he be on now? Oh, huge, hugely different. His entire, his entire life is in a different place. Right. Maurice Claret is, in many ways, a forgotten hero of this whole thing. They I mean, he's a, he's a, he's one of the few who actually put his money with his mouth as well. He was in the situation and mm-hmm. took it out. And try and did something. I mean, Ed O'Bannon is one who led this whole thing after he was done. Mm-hmm. But Maurice Carrette's the only one who really did it while he was in the system. Yeah. And for those wondering who that is, uh, Maurice Claret was uh, a superstar running back at Ohio State and basically challenged the whole system. Like, why can't I declare for the draft now? Why do I have to go like, like play in school? Why do I have to do that? There was a documentary I saw on Ben Simmons, and he's just basically saying, why do I have to play one year of college ball? Mm-hmm. You know, and he was right. Well, now they went back again, back away from that again. But still, it, it's every other, not every other, but I mean, it just feels like that's the, it's it's a weird sort of dynamic in, in those two sports where you can't really, you're not allowed to sort of like make your money right away, even if you're good enough. Free minor leagues, but whatever. Yeah, it's a hundred percent free minor leagues. Yeah, hundred percent free minor yeah. leagues. Uh, do you want? Do you have your? You have an ugly and a good. I have an ugly, certainly. Um, and th- I won't say this brings me no pleasure because it brings me some pleasure, but the reason for it brings me no pleasure. Uh, nobody circles their wagons and then lights them on fire like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills have been had Super Bowl aspirations at the beginning of the year. A lot of, There are a lot of people who doubted them. They are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. I know with shocking information. Uh, and they may, I mean, the Patriots actually won tonight, uh, 21 to 18 that, that they went, they hit the over for the game. Do you know the over under that game was? No. 30. <laughs> 30 it, points in a football game. It, it, this is actually probably the first time that was like a Thursday night game that I, that I'm probably not going to go watch after one of our shows. And I didn't yeah, ask. There, there, was actually, yeah, but. there was actually a bet my friend brought up uh, to me that there was a over uh, which was going to have more points Giannis in the game against the Pacers or total points in the Patriots Steelers game. Uh, so Giannis got 37 tonight. Um, yeah. 37. There were 39 that. in this game, but it was close when they, when he yeah. put up the 37, mm-hmm. 
That was pretty impressive. But um, they, they thought it was to be close with the over under being 30. Uh, by the way, I'll get to them in a second. Um, but yeah, the Buffalo Bills, top season. Josh Allen looks like he was quarterback in the University of Wyoming and not a major school. Uh, he's throwing passes that in years past have been dropped or whatever that are now being intercepted. He's looking awful. Um, I, I bring up the Patriots because there's a very good thing they lose to them again with the way things are going. Um, although the Patriots have the Chiefs next week, so that will help Mahomes feel better about himself. Uh, but the uh, then they had the Vaughn Miller situation. So Vaughn Miller has is accused of felony assault on a pregnant woman. Um, and there were calls for him while this was going on, not to have him practice, not to have him play. Vaughn Miller has not been good this season. Um, and they decided to let him play. And the general manager basically said that uh, these things happen sometimes in his press conference. And I was just like, Ugh. we have to let the process play out. These things happen sometimes. And so he's been practicing with the team all week. And then comes along a in-depth report back from 2019 that Sean McDermott said that the team needed to have, be have uh, be together and have good role models. And as example, he used the 9-11 terrorists and how they had great communication skills and commitment to a cause. I suppose that's not inaccurate, but that's... Also... <laughs> That's the best you can come up with. Some people are just not great motivators. You know, I really hope all of you pursue your passions like Hitler did in art. Um, so is, like, that, is, that, is that a quote from something or you just make that up? No, it just, I was trying to think of something. No, that's so awesome that that is. I, I might use that. Yeah, yeah. It's just they are just this is this is the low point for the Bills, even with the last 20 years not being great, because they had so much hype and they are a mediocre team who is basically on fire. Now they could come out this weekend. I actually don't know who they play this week. Uh, but they could come out this week and just blow the doors off and all of a sudden get swept under the table. But I have a hard time believing that it's going to happen. Um, so they are, let's see, who did they play this week? Well, right now, I believe if the playoffs start today, they're not in it. Yeah, let me just see who they're playing. I apologize. Oh, so this oh, week oh. they're playing uh, the Chiefs. Mm. Probably mm. not the team you want to go in and, uh, and see. Right. The Chiefs have also been scuffling. Who, who have a major chip on their shoulder. You know, speaking of the Chiefs, I, I'm just going to – the smorgasbord of the, shit. The Bills are the 11th seed right now, by the way. Oh, oh the 11th? 11, yeah. Okay. They're behind the Bengals, who have no quarterback because uh, he's injured, the Broncos, the Steelers, who just lost to the Patriots, mm -hmm. the Texans, the Colts, the Browns, and the Jaguars. Yikes. Segwaying over to the Chiefs for a second. I don't mm -hmm. give a shit about Taylor Swift, but I don't understand the backlash that she's the person of the year. Who gives a shit? From Time Magazine. I mean, it's, it's better. Did, I don't know if this was true. I was trying to figure it out. Did Sports Illustrated really name Deion Sanders the Sportsman of the Year? I don't. I don't know. Because I saw that on Twitter. And I'm like, they couldn't have done that. 
But then again, Sports Illustrated, well, that was the thing. If had I been here last week, that would have been my ugly. Sports Illustrated had um uh Sports Illustrated had the um you could just use Sports Illustrated and ugly for everything. I know. Like, like they, how, how they, they, used, they used AI to write a oh, bunch that, of articles yeah, 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 and yeah, they made yeah, up yeah. fake people. You know, it was Deion Sanders, I'm not lying. How is he the Deion sportsman Sanders of the year? Is a four and eight coach. Sportsman of the year. Nikola Jokic, screw you. <laughs> Give me a joke. Head coach of a four and eight football team who all of his players are leaving and his recruiting assistants. A lot of people bought into a lot of early Colorado hype just because they 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 weren't expected to be good this year, but they won their first game against I forget what? who. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't. I know that, but I know they weren't expected. They won, they to be won good. one game in conference. Yeah, I never said they were. I said they were not supposed to be good. But then a lot of people jumped on this Colorado train right away after week one when they upset I forget who, but it was a seeded team, a ranked team. Yeah, they did. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter now. But if that, like, well, Sports Illustrated has not been. I, I think they just. They, all right, what, what's going to get the most uh, buzz? I mean, that's sort of like why even their even their swimsuit issue makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, I don't know why anyone would even buy a swimsuit issue anyway. What's the point? I have no idea. I got it in the mail when I used to have Sports Illustrated as a uh, subscription. That, that's also I mean, when we wanted to read Sports Illustrated. And yeah. also there wasn't online uh, boobs like there is now. Okay. But Sports Illustrated, we've said for years, is, has basically the worst major company website. And now they've basically replaced everyone with AI. The whole thing is they're circling the drain faster than X slash Twitter is. And they didn't even have to tell their advertisers, former advertisers to go fuck themselves. So Twitter, X, whichever. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, so because it's sort of like a big part of what we do, I did sort of like get verified and all that stuff. That doesn't mean I don't, I'm not, we're not on a political side or yeah, anything. I, I, yeah, and I've, I've thought about it too, because in order to reach yeah. out to some of the people we need to reach out to, you have to be verified to send direct messages. That's why I did it. And so I thought about it. I've thought about it as well. Yeah. Um, so read nothing into it. Uh, yeah, not, I got it. Not an endorsement, not an indictment. It's it's the cost of doing business if you want to do advance what we're trying to do. Uh, and it's still per, still right now the best way to sort of reach out to people for what we do. Yeah. And, so, we have a, we, and we have our group that we... It's funny. I haven't commented on politics once on Twitter in my, like, my entire lifetime there. It's very easy to do. Just don't don't type anything. I well, I told you I, I stopped doing that uh, just because uh, I do a couple anti-Trudeau things, and I didn't necessarily like uh, the profiles of some of the people who liked what I was saying. I'll leave it at that. I got so, it. Uh, so I, I've pretty much gone dark on Twitter politics because it's just a lot easier, and looks like my most hated prime minister is not going to get reelected anyway. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a great segue to the good. Uh, it's a good that I don't know if you're going to like. Um, I've loved the NBA in-season tournament. I've loved every part of the NBA in-season tri- tournament with one exception that we can fix here going forward. Um, I think that the whole thing has been great. It's been great because the players have given a damn. 
They have absolutely wanted this to do great. And I said, I started talking about them earlier and then I stopped. Uh, I love the fact that the Indiana Pacers are in the finals. Uh, who, who, who are they up against? Because I didn't see the second game. The Lakers. Okay. So it's the Pacers and Lakers. This could be Tyrese Halliburton's coming out party. I don't see Tyrese Halliburton play very much. You know why? The Pacers have one nationally televised game this entire season. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. It, it, so at least scheduled. Now they've had, now they've had th- two, and mm-hmm. they'll have a third one coming up. It's a great opportunity for guys to showcase what they've done. The Pacers have been fantastic. That game against the Celtics was great. It was like they kept making ridiculous shots over and over and over again. No, I'm, I'm that, changing my mind on this tournament. Yeah, it, it all comes down to whether or not the players care. And the players very much care. Are there things they could change? Yes. Don't have change. slippery floors oh, that you de- develop right ahead of time, right? Like that was part of the problem here. Uh, the If you're going to do plus minus, you can't have odd numbered groups. So what I mean by that is if you're going to have, you have to have everybody playing that last day because the magic were eliminated because the Celtics knew how many points they needed to win by. And they were playing, they were playing hack a drumming on Andre Drummond against the Bulls because they had to win by at least 23 points. They're up 31 and they started fouling him in order to stay up. They end up winning by 27, but they only knew how many they needed to win by. They needed to win by at least 23 and have the, have the Nets beat the Raptors, have them win, but 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 not by more than 18. So the Ra- Nets beat the Raptors by 12, Celtics beat the Bulls by 27, Magic went home. But the Magic didn't have a chance to make any adjustments on that day. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is why when they were talking with the 48-team World Cup that's coming to the U.S., Canada, Mexico, they were talking about having 16 groups of three, originally and they ended up moving it to 12 groups of four which is way better because 16 groups of three means one place two one place three and then one has no control over what happens in two and three there's a back in 1982 uh germany and and uh, west germany and austria played to a tie because that's all they they needed to do you can't have that situation um so they just then do what they do now and just play all at the same time start yeah, but if you have five teams in a group, there's always one team left out. Yeah, okay. So if, if it means you have to mix up the groups by conference a little bit, you have to mix up the groups by conference a little bit, right? If it means you expand to two more teams and now you have four groups of four, that's also fine, right? But in, in the meantime, they can't – that's my one major concern in the whole I, thing. I would imagine, too, this could help uh, – this could be a potential elevator up for Halliburton. So let's okay. say Indiana wins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Halliburton's not going to win an MVP award. He's probably going to go to the All-Star game. He might have an outside shot. He should go to the NBA. Well, things can happen, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, he was – he made two shots that were just absolutely ridiculous cuckoo bananas. He shouldn't even be taking them, and he switched them both. But yeah. I, I think where, where I'm going with this is they're probably going to have an in-tournament MVP award. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they do that in the WNBA. Uh, interestingly enough, I think this will not be repeated. I don't not think we're going to see Indiana, Los Angeles in the NBA finals, whereas in the WNBA, it was, uh, True. New York, Vegas. So, which was pretty much predestined the entire time, you know, the 
the two big powers that sadly nobody watched, but oh well. Myself yeah. included because there was other things on. Yeah, but it's I mean, LeBron has been open saying that he wants this title. He wants the first title. He has said it. Um and I'm sure the league probably wish they could have had Lakers Bucks or Lakers Celtics. Of course. But the fact the Pacers are there or Lakers Knicks, literally any of the other teams except Indiana. But this Indiana team is so unknown and such an underdog's kind of story, which is weird for a professional team, the NBA. I think it's awesome. I'm openly rooting for them to win, not just – even if they were playing the Pelicans, I'd still be rooting for the Pacers to win. Um, I, I didn't know you had a hate on for the Pelicans. I don't have a hate for the Pelicans. I just okay. think the Pacers are a great story. Okay. I want to say the Pelicans won, I wouldn't be upset either. My point – I'm just saying I'm not rooting for the Pacers because they're playing the Lakers, who are my least favorite team in sports in general, the colors. The colors hurt my soul more than any other. Oh, hold on a second. Let me think about that. What team hurts my soul the most to see? Boca Juniors. Oh, that's way up there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Um, I think in North American sports, but yeah, Boca Juniors is a good one. Uh, I think more that damn thing twice in the in five years, and both times I pissed somebody off with it. What are the yeah, odds? That's, that's pretty good. Nobody likes Boca. Um, Certainly not. Uh, I would. I would say the Canadians are actually probably the one I hate the most. I hate the, the Canadians. The look? The Canadians, the Lakers, and then maybe the Yankees. The Yankees have fallen down a little bit recently for me. Okay. And I don't even know who number four is. So oh, four, maybe four, the four, Heat four, at this four. point. I do not like the Heat. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, anyway, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I think it was a success for the first time they're doing it. They can make tweaks for next year. I think there was buy-in – uh, teams were playing it like playoff games, particularly that end point. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in favor. I'd be even more in favor of making it a uh, final eight as opposed to final four. You know, or like have like or a group of sixteen. So half the teams eliminated. They have a sweet sixteen and elimination tournament from there. I don't know how they're going to make it work or how that works, but it's pretty cool. So wonder if uh, whoever wins will have a banner. I guess I mean, if, you're Pacers, if you're Pacers, it's your own banner. No, they get the ABA titles. Okay, well, I guess that's true. But you're the only your only NBA banner. So they had a debate, by the way, on um, the mismatch as to whether or not Therese Halliburton, if he sticks around, has a chance to be the greatest Pacer of all time. No. And I know he's young, but is Reggie Miller really that great a player? He he only made third. He only made an All NBA team once. He was third All Team All NBA one time. Halliburton has got so much. Oh no, he's he's got it. But the question is, does he have the ability? I thought it was an itch. It's way too early of a question, but it's just interesting to think about that. If hmm, there is only one person on a, a team that nobody sees who's maybe younger than Halliburton, if he was a pacer, and I'd say we could make that run, and that'd be Shea. Yeah, I, got, I love Shea. I, yeah. well, I, that was the only game I went to last year was, was yeah, yeah. Bulls, and and he was – he and Giddy. Well, that's another guy who has a few problems this week. Uh, uh, yeah, but it looks like that may not be true. I was going to do a whole event last week on Australian on just Australian basketball players, but and how uh, somewhere Andrew Bogut saying, like, this is the legacy I, I'm leaving behind. What the fuck? But, it's not Andrew Bogut's legacy. It's Aaron Banks' legacy. Thank oh, you very much. Sorry, my bad. Okay. But 
but yeah. Aaron yeah. Baines actually almost died last year, by the way. Really? Yeah, he was real, real sick. So there's a whole article on that I saw maybe a month and a half ago. So, um, but um, anyway, uh, yeah, but watching that game, like Giddy was way better than he should have been, but Shea was way better than anybody on the on the Bulls. By the way, the Bulls have gotten way better now that uh, Zach Levine is injured. Yeah, I've Levine is that. injured, and all of a sudden the Bulls have started winning games. That may mean to me they should trade him and see what they can get, but I don't know if they can get anything for him. No, we'll see. Uh, I think also the another good feel good story in the NBA right now is uh, Orlando. Yeah, Orlando's fantastic too. They they were they beat the crap out of the Celtics in that game, mm-hmm. but they made the mistake of only winning by sixteen. So, yeah. Franz Wagner, an all star potential all star that heart, most people don't even know who the hell that is. Mm-hmm. But his his brother hates the Celtics. Said that he was unfairly right. cut from the team, though. Oh. Mo Wagner was on the team. We we had a game in which Mo Wagner was on the floor the game before he was cut, the last game he played for Celtics. He only played like five games for us. But the last game he was on the floor, he was a negative 28 in nine minutes. How is that even possible? The Celtics had a 32-point lead, and they emptied the bench, and Mo Wagner was a negative 28 in nine minutes. So, and they caught him the very next day. So well, he's, he's still big mad about it, saying they didn't never got to give the chance. So, <laughs> I guess him and Patrick walk, and it's sort of like talk about that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this is the last game ever played for the Canadians for the Habs. Yeah, so. yeah. How dare you? Anyway, right, we, we are rambling at this point. Should probably close this up. Yeah, well, we're good at that. Me especially. Uh, Thank you all for watching. Uh, there's a lot of other shows that we do here on I guess, what I like to call the Bucknerverse. Uh, check those out. Uh, it's not always about sports. Uh, also, there's going to be some more interviews coming up. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I'll promote them more next week, I think, if they're going to go up. I'm hoping that they they will by, by then. And just uh, if you can, if you're watching this on YouTube, help us out. Like, subscribe, you know, all, all those all that little happy stuff. I'm not really good at self-promotion. I mean, it might be a New Year's resolution, but we're going to work on that. And again, if you want to support us and you, and you think you know somebody who might be great for the USA Hall of Fame, hit us up. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. With that, wherever you are, wherever you may be, stay safe, everybody. Make it a good one. Take care, guys.